Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood, co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I live in Harlem, I work in Harlem, I breathe in Harlem, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, and um, it's a nice sunny day, uncharacteristically sunny for November. Mm. Mm. And I'm Seth Rodney. I am the opinion editor at the Hyperallergic Blog and actually visiting art critic at Yale this fall, 2020. And I am speaking to you from Newburgh. And if there weren't a couple of buildings between me and the next street over, I could actually look at the Hudson River, um, mm. which is a nice place to be. You should knock those buildings down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is uh, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, and today we are continuing our conversation on slut shaming uh, mm. and what that's about. Um, so, you know, last week we spoke about the election and uh, election results and, and where we were at with that. Um, we wanted to get back to our uh, original conversation or long form conversation because uh, we think there's more to say about it so i think um, where we had left off travis sorry to interrupt but i think where we had left off i, I appreciate it actually thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was um i posed some questions about one um the sort of heteronormativity of the conversation so mm -hmm. far and i wanted to talk mm -hmm. about like what um, and, and i really was you know sort of eyeing Stephen here um, and uh, to talk about like how gay men, how gay men use that word slut um, to describe behavior, to describe people and sort of mm -hmm. um, how that term operates in your experience, Stephen, um, mm -hmm. within the black gay community. And I also wanted to talk about um, uh, um, uh, the, the sort of, sort of knock on effect of, Calling someone a slut, like what, 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 what does that do? What does that produce in the world? Mm, right. Wow, those are great questions. Um, speaking for every single black gay male that has ever existed and will exist, <laughs> I was trying to think about a way to sort of introduce some of my thoughts about it. Um, right. Early on, last. Can't you just oh, channel them all? I think I can. You know, just, just base switching. Um, so now I was thinking about this question two weeks ago, and it excited mm -hmm. me because I felt like had you asked me directly, I would have said it's basically the same as heterosexuals mm -hmm. in terms of the variety in, in which the slut shaming. So the word slut is not automatically a pejorative. Sometimes. Sometimes it's just a person who's out doing what he or she or they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then other times it's a it's definitely pejorative. It's definitely something you don't want to be seen as. Mm -hmm. And it's attached to, I think, in a ways that maybe heterosexuals aren't normally with um infectious disease. Oh. So a person might have they might, oh, you have herpes, you have HIV, you have no right to go around doing this sort of thing with your body because you could hurt people, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um mm -hmm. It's still pretty caveman. It's still pretty, um, like, there's some enlightening thoughts about um, loving your body, taking care of yourself, and that sort of thing, which is very, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's it comes out of the 60s and has developed over the years about taking care of yourself and also feeling as if, if you're being attacked by the general public around your sexuality, how to preserve yourself in the midst of all that. 
you know, and how to think differently about it. But what do you, who are you looking at? And now I think there are more people looking at Audre Lorde and other people who've kind of like, you know, talk about their multiple identities, but also talk about self-care and what that means for the community. And there are more people who are doing this work. I think Adrienne Marie Brown, who wrote a book called Pleasure Activism, that I became aware of, I think, about a week and a half ago, which I think is really interesting around taking mm-hmm. one's fight, but also making sure it's, I don't want to, I can't paraphrase her because I don't know her work that well, but that you are entering a struggle and not depleting yourself. You're entering a struggle and you're trying to take care of yourself by exercising, yoga, meditation, eating well, and also you're extending that to the community. Mm-hmm. So Steven, I know- just a quick question: A struggle around, like, sort of being able to make your own decisions about oh, no, how human to rights, your sexuality, and stuff absolutely like that. human rights. Okay, okay. How to, you know, definitely represent yourself. Um, there's a lot of phobia, as you guys know, and it's still pretty. You know, it, it's changed in some media, but a lot of it's still. You know, you could right now. I think the only group that you can really make fun of, and and that's starting to um, change as well, is people who are obese or people you think are fat. Those are still jokes, mm. right? But people. I, are I would actually add rednecks. I think that there's a kind of southern white, um, um, you know, proto- y- yes. pro- pro- prototypical racist that you mm-hmm. can still make fun of. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, about the rednecks. Mm. Did you hear? So Dolly Parton's um, America, another podcast, in mm. one of their episodes, apparently rednecks started out as a group of white Americans who were actually in league with black people to develop, <laughs> to. Um, to for full civil rights essentially, and this what? is shortly after the Civil War. I wish I would have um, written it down, but it's an interesting way of looking at rednecks. But it became a negative thing after a while, and I'm not sure huh. where it changed. Yeah. Huh. Did you know anything about that, um, Travis? Did you hear about that? No, that does sound. Um, I know that I have in the past heard complications for the the origin of that term. So that that you know, it, I, I couldn't say that I that I had learned that at one point, but I mm-hmm. I know that it's, it has a more complicated history than that. I, I mean, mm. I think you know we've talked about that, but I, I think that's egregious, right? I mean, I think the mm-hmm. South and what and and how it's talked about is deeply ignorant. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. deeply, yeah. deeply ignorant. And yeah, but I mean, anyway, I so I don't want to get off on a tangent. But right, the, that's what I was like, so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, but the slut shaming and the word slut sometimes depends upon your, your station in life, whether it's class or culture. Mm-hmm. You know, there are all these different, when people talk about black gay culture, black lesbian culture, black trans culture, these are various cultures, just like American culture, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're different mm-hmm. um, I hesitate to say cliques. I don't think I'd rather say cultures, you know, and it really mm-hmm. depends on where you want to land or where you mm-hmm. feel. Can I go ahead? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, can I, I, was, I just want to ask you uh, both a question uh, related to that. Have you ever felt the emotional peak to want to call someone a slut and mean it in a pointed, angry way? No, no. Is that any, like, what about when you were younger or anything like that? So that when I was growing up in Ohio, I've said this a thousand times, I grew up in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, um, that there <laughs> is, so words like bitch and nigger, and these were all terrible words. And so mm-hmm. that's part of what encourages me, I guess, to use my words, <laughs> use different words to describe people. But so did you say last time stuff around a woman who doesn't have sex with you is a slut? Or what was it that you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. something around said, bitch and slut. Some, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's, sex that's, with someone else or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely the um, the sense that I get of how 
men typically use that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I should parse that a, a, a bit more carefully. Mm-hmm. I should say straight men that I know. That, that's how they use that term, I think. Um, I've To answer Travis's question, I think I've never, not even in the peak, at the peak of anger, wanted to call a woman a slut because it just doesn't occur to me okay. to equate essentially sexual agency uh-huh. with her being in some way wrong yeah. or invalid. Right, like it just, right, just yeah, like right. that's, that's not what I would call a woman I really, really dislike. If I dislike, and there's several women I dislike. There are mm-hmm. lots of them. Um, cause there's several human beings I dislike. But right. what I, what, what I would say is I would, in my, in, in my head or, I, or out loud, I would address what it is about them that I don't like. Like, I yeah. don't like, there's been certain women I don't like because I just felt like they were dishonest. They were fundamental. So mm. I don't, like, it doesn't mm-hmm. occur to me to like, like somehow mix up, um, oh, you're dishonest, whatever, with slut. Like, that doesn't, mm. they don't compute, right? Yeah, I feel, I, I asked because I feel, I mean, I'm, the topic is, is interesting and I feel engaged in it and everything, but it is, I feel a little bit like at the window looking in because it's just mm. not when after our initial conversation, I reflect, I, I just can't ever remember mm-hmm. like that being the thing that rises to my mind to, mm-hmm. to hit someone with. Like it's just not. Like Seth just said, I just don't put those two things together. Someone's sexual agency. Like I, I can't, I can't express how much I don't care how much a woman, what, like, let's take it at face value. So let's say it is meant to describe the thing that it purports to describe, which it often does not. Of course, it's true. Right. Right. right, I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Slut, it doesn't mean that at all. But let's just say that is what the person is like. I just, it's so hard for me. Who cares? Like, I just like, who cares how much a woman wants to have? I just, you know, I, so, I just so, don't care. So but I have a or personal, get paid for it, you know, like, or, or yeah, I mean, mm-hmm, whatever. Right. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I have a personal yeah. anecdote if I can. Stephen, you don't mind me jumping ahead? Mm, no, right ahead. Mm-hmm. So this occurred when I was in London. And this is a kind of good example of where, a, a moment when I could have used that term, I suppose. Um, though again, mm. it, it still didn't occur to me, but that there was also a way in which I was in this situation emotionally taking a backseat to myself, which I'm not mm. crazy about. Essentially, it, I met, um, when I first started the, uh, the program, I, uh, eventually graduated from the London Consortium at Birkbeck College. Mm-hmm. There were a cohort of people that, that I initially met, a woman I think named Anne, uh, though we fell out later, Annie or Anne. And um, a guy, a guy, a Cypriot guy, and uh, another friend. And we would just kind of meet up in the quad for like lunches or chats. I think regularly. And then, mm-hmm. and then there was a night when the 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 woman I forget her name, but she's blonde and very very pretty. And I liked mm-hmm. her. Um, I mean, I was attracted to her, but mm-hmm. I also knew that she had a boyfriend, and so I was I was quite respectful of that. And I remember feeling. Mm-hmm. At a certain point when we were talking that evening, and she had invited us over to her house, I think her flat, um, to watch a film together. And me and this Cypriot guy, I think one is, I think I want to say his name was Stavros or something, but I don't really remember. Um, and I remember we were all kind of interacting, and I remember thinking, yeah, I, I, I 
could be attracted to this woman, but I really want to respect her relationship. Because mm-hmm. I'd had situations in my life before where I hadn't done that, and it always made me feel really bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, um, the kind of like, like kind of lecherous predator, kind of, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel that way. And so yeah. I remember, I remember making a decision in my head to like, just like be clear about those boundaries. And mm-hmm. the boyfriend went away and I fell asleep during the movie. And when I woke up, they were having sex next to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, I was still very groggy and tired. And so I just kind of moved away and like fell asleep again. I made a decision to just not engage with that. Mm-hmm. And then when, when, I, when I woke up in the morning at her flat and I think uh, the other guy was gone, there was a point at which I think I was having coffee and she was in the kitchen. And I said to her, you know, I'm just really disappointed. I just, I really, I just, like, I really liked you. And I just, I feel like, I feel like I don't know why you made that choice. And I'm just, I'm just disappointed. And that's what I said to her. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I, for a long time, I, that really bothered me because it felt like kind of like I was the cuckold in that situation, even though I wasn't. Mm, like, right, I, right, like right, I was. Right. I don't know whether there was this kind of tacit thing, of, uh, expectation for me to join in. Um, I didn't know that either. I couldn't tell um, because again, I was. Were they woke, drunk? Were you guys drunk? I don't think they were. I mean, I think there had okay. been beers had, but I don't think that. But not, not, not like you know, no, not yeah. copious amounts. No. So right. I, I had it took me a long time to process that. But again, in that in, in that instance, it did not even occur to me to call her that term. Mm-hmm. It did. It what occurred to me was was I don't understand why you did that. Just kind of mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just yeah, disappointing. So what kind of sex were they having? I'm a man. I need to know this. Yeah, it is cool. Um, from joke. what I could tell, <laughs> you just said having sex. I was like, are they kissing? Are they fondling? Are there no, penetrative no, no, no. sex? It was like full-on penetration missionary. That like, is were, intense. Like, like he was on top of her. Yeah, like yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I figured. Yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Like otherwise, you know, that make like making out or something. Is what yeah, yeah that's different. Yeah, just yeah. need to clarify yeah, this for our yeah. listeners. Yeah, we want to make sure our listeners understand yeah. what kind of sex they were having. Um, yeah. In joke, in jest, but. Um, so you were thinking about using the word slut then? In no, the it kitchen? wasn't. It, did, oh, it, it wasn't. Yeah. He's saying, I think he was saying that, that it's a situation under which one might right. use that term. Precisely. Gotcha. He was not inclined to use it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Like It just, it just uh, didn't occur to me to do that. I think yeah. I, I've heard more people say, call people sluts. Like, I'm around people. She's a slut. Sometimes offhandedly, or he's a slut. Oh, don't fuck with him. He's just a slut. You know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, just like tossing it out, right? But mm-hmm. but then I think of the TV shows that I've seen where someone's yelling at somebody going, slut! You know? And it, it yeah. makes me laugh because I'm like, <laughs> what is she supposed to do? And it's usually a woman, and it's usually a white woman. Right. Right, because this is the, the movies, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah right. I was just thinking, you know, your comment about, you know, being at the window and looking out or whatever. I'm like, no, I've been next to people who've, like, used the word slut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With venom. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. You know, I... I know, you know, when we first introduced the topic, we were sort of, you know, we kind of gave the the broad historical overview, very broad. I mean, just kind of touched on the themes of of various ways that women's sexuality attempts to be sort of shaped and mm-hmm. controlled. How 
you know, do you see any connection? Do you guys see any connection? Is there a through line between slut shaming and the Me Too movement? In that, mm. you know, I I see, you know, I see the the less noble aspects of the of the Me Too movement. You know, certainly not the parts that have to do with the iniquities of power. You know, vis a vis, you know, powerful men um, mm. that oftentimes take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And but the ways in which female sexual agency are kind of walled off in the Me Too movement. Is it a a more sort of tepid way to again saddle something that still makes us uncomfortable, which is that women like to fuck mm. and and mm. and and not because they want to make babies, mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. because it feels good mm-hmm. and they're in a body and they mm. want to feel good about their body and they want they like to fuck women and men. I mean, it just doesn't matter, right? I mean, that yeah. you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like. Is there something still, even in our, you know, amongst progressives, even in our more uh, libertine society, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there still something that is just still slightly taboo about that? And of course, we can't slut shame anymore. So now we do this other thing about it. So, so, so I've been watching these YouTube videos, uh, kind of obsessively, obsessively before going to bed, and it, it's a variety of things. It's, it's, it's. Sometimes it's you know, kids say the darndest things, or it's like mm-hmm. um, um, those like a boss videos where people like do kind of sort of incredible things, and and the camera's following them. There's one spate of videos I've been looking at in the last couple of days, which and I'm not sure exactly what led me there, but it's like kids having these like really young kids, like two or three, four years old, having these really cute interactions with the, with their parents or other adults. Like kids, like a kid crying when his mom sings opera. Um, um, okay. Mm. I, but there's this other. But there's. But that that led me to this thing where fathers interacting with the daughters, saying that they the daughters can't have boyfriends, and daughters insisting they're, they're like five, they're like six or seven years old. And she's mm. like, ah, oh, mm. he's my boyfriend, and I like him. He's my boyfriend, and the dad's all like, you can't have a boyfriend. You're not allowed to have a boyfriend. And they're joking, mm-hmm. but they're kind of not, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a mm-hmm. way in which he's like, no, not in my house. Like, not, you know, mm-hmm. there's the a way in which he's, right. they're already started to police their sexuality. And mm-hmm. now that we're talking about it, I think, oh, this kind of has an underbelly to it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think the Me Too movement is... I, I, analogous to the feminist movement in general, the women's movement. Mm. I feel like that there's so many aspects of it, but that we only see one or two. Yeah. And so that there, when I think of someone like Gloria Steinem versus Andrea Dworkin and the, the gulf between them in terms of how they saw sexuality and mm-hmm. rights and so forth, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and how in some ways they connected too as well. So it's not like, you know, they were completely diametrically opposed. But I think with the Me Too movement that, the front-facing part of it, the political part of it is, we want equity. We want you to stop doing these things. <laughs> you know, this right. is it. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. the sexuality has never been something that the U.S. has really been good at talking about anyway. Like, I think that we've come right. a long way to even start talking about sex on television, you know, or mm-hmm. even just like 
full mm. frontal nudity with men. Do you know what I mean? Like we're still like mm. think, going, is that the right thing to do? I don't know. We should do that. The kids, what do think about the kids? And so like there's there are these multiple conversations that have been happening. I say over the 20th century. Mm. I'll just go back to the um, the 20th century about how the policing of our bodies is still a major thing. And it's still a reflex. So what you just said, um, Seth, about the father's kind of like going, Mm-mm, you know, I would wonder, I was wondering if there was a, a, a video where, a, a, sure, you can have all the boyfriends you want, but you better make sure you finish your carrots. You know, if there were those kinds of videos <laughs> where the fathers right. were a little bit more right. of the kind of progressive thinkers that I would like to see raising right. women or boys or non-gender conforming yeah. kids, where they were really aware of what the underbelly yeah. is and what yeah. the, the, t- the tensions are. You know, yeah. what is her, that little girl at five saying she wants a boyfriend or really mean for an adult man <laughs> mm-hmm. who knows that she's five or six? You know, what does that mm-hmm. mean to him? That's, mm-hmm. that's where my brain went when you said that. I was like, hmm. Wow, wow. So when I think when I think about the when I think about you know sort of second wave feminism though, you know, mm-hmm. I I I that's mixed up with the sexual revolution for me. And yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the Me Too movement does not seem to be about a kind of sexual prepossessiveness. Like that that def it seems to me like that has been we need a fuller conversation for it. I might actually need mm-hmm, to write, but, mm-hmm. but I, it, I feel like there is a way in which the sexual potency of mm-hmm. what was the feminist movement and what what was so sort of powerful and shocking about that. In some ways, I feel like the Me Too movement is not tapping into the same kind of spirit and energy. We should definitely have a longer conversation because I'd like to do more reading about that and kind of point out things to you guys where I see, like I said, I see it more di- more, di- more multidimensional, but the front-facing part mm-hmm. of it is is mm-hmm. it's kind of what you're saying. You know, I wouldn't call it conservative or sexless, but I would say that that's not the point. Like, it's almost like... like what I think you're saying or what I'm feeling you're saying is that the well-roundedness or the more radical sensibilities of second wave feminist were, um, is, 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 isn't present here in this Me Too movement, what you've seen and what you're um, kind of crunching. Is that what you're saying? I, well, I, I would actually yeah. say that, that I, I, sorry, Travis, but I think what, you, what Travis no, no, please, is please. getting at is, is that the sexual potency, which was foregrounded in the feminist movement right, in right, certain right. ways, mm-hmm. isn't here in, in the Me Too movement. Like you don't see the same kind of celebration of women's bodies and their agency, right, 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 right. here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. And I think, I, I think we should talk about that. And I also want to say, Mike, sort of maybe kind of close this out. Is yes, absolutely. The question for me is: Can we recover the term? Like slut shaming is clearly an act of recovery. They're saying, "Here's a mm-hmm. term, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to sort of use it as a badge of honor." Is it really possible to do that? And and I want to use the analogy of: Is it possible to recover the term nigger? Is it possible to recover the term bitch? Like you know. <laughs> People within these mm-hmm. particular communities use these terms to to in direct address to each other um, lots of times. But does the recovery project kind of work is my question. Mm. That's a really great yeah, that's question. A question. That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great yeah. question. So we can maybe pick that up uh, next week, I think, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the actual the reclamation project project with those with those terms of degradation. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, that sounds great. Um uh, 
as always, thank you very much for the conversation. For sure. Uh, Great. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.